so excited to have you on the Madeline show welcome thank you I'm super excited so for those of you that don't already know Marley she is a spiritual life and business mentor she will probably have a better way to introduce herself than me um I there's just I honestly can't say enough amazing things about her we met in a container um a mastermind container years ago. We were both clients um, with Aislinn. She's at the Abundance Witch on Instagram. She's an amazing human, super inspiring and encouraging, and also actually has an episode on this podcast. Marley and I had like very similar paths going on through the container. And so we've just, I don't know, I've been following along on her life and I became a client of hers recently. And so I got to step into like her inner circle of magic and miracles. And uh, she has just launched this new brand that's been in the works since the start of her business, the Lightworkers Society. And I'm just so excited for you guys to hear about what she does. Um, And just it's an honor to be able to have you on the podcast and you guys are all in for a treat. So Marley, can you please introduce yourself? Sure. Thank you. Um, so I always say I, I identify as a spiritual teacher first. Um, it's kind of what got me where I am today. Um, I spent probably 12 years now um, really deep diving and studying into spirituality, universal law, and how energetics work in our life. And that was what kind of started my whole business. Um, when people ask what I do, I, I can't say that I'm very good at describing it because it's it's such an experience. Once you go through it, you understand it. But to try and put it into words is kind of a difficult thing. <clears throat> but I do mostly help women who are on a path of entrepreneurism, of um, turning what they feel are their passions into a business that can actually be monetized and support their life. But for me, it's business is just kind of the excuse for you coming into your highest evolution. And um, the whole journey is really quite magical. So I've been in it um, three years now. I love what you just said. I've got to repeat it. Business is just the excuse to coming into your highest evolution. Yeah. That's so amazing. I The way I kind of phrase that, which is similar, is um, entrepreneurship is the personal development journey of a lifetime. Oh, my God. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's nothing that I've found. And I've free solo climbed volcanoes and had many near-death experiences, fortunately, unfortunately. And there's nothing that has triggered me like business. There's nothing that has made me grow like business. There's nothing that's made me shed parts of myself that weren't actually me like business has allowed me to truly find myself and tap into who I am. And this isn't just being in business. This is soulpreneurship. This mm. is entrepreneurship with a mission to make society better, to raise the collective by, like you said, sharing your gifts and your magic with the world while monetizing it so that you mm-hmm. have the energy to to do so. Because there's only, and you've actually been talking about this a lot recently, there's only so much we can do for free. And there's a lot we can do for free. And I really don't even believe in free. There's always an energetic exchange happening. Um, but at, at a certain point, um, your your magic gets to be monetized. And that is actually in the benefit of the person on the other end, because them sharing that money with you or transferring that money to you is just an energetic exchange. And it's it's there to allow them to hold themselves accountable. Yeah, I I 100% agree with it. And I think the only reason that we would ever feel guilty or shamed or hold back from charging from our work is that we feel there's a limit to money circulating throughout. You know, I think that that's the thing that I see the most often. People have these conditions around, well, you should be doing it all for free if, if you're a good person. If you're a real spiritual person, you should do it all for free. But my message is that spirituality is based in abundance and 
saying or thinking I need to do something for free in order to be a good person is also a belief in scarcity and lack, which is not the way of the universe. It is an open channel of abundance. And when we think about it from the perspective of money just being this paper materialized thing that is a representation of energy exchange, and you think about it for the actual purpose that money is, is to support our lives. And every dollar that you put out is putting food on someone else's table. It's paying for someone else's job. We're not meant to sit here and hoard money and then call it our worthiness, you know? It is this energy that circulates and that supports life and allows us all to be in our, our gift. And so if you can come into this place where those belief systems are cleaned up, where you are shedding off the old conditionings of money is greedy, money is evil, you shouldn't charge for your stuff, blah, 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 like all of the things that have kept us in this kind of small limited box place. And you can move into this space of there's always more than enough. I can always create more through my service. And then that service is going to go and help others create more. And we all come into our gifts, you know, take it to the extreme. That's a beautiful world. If we are all in our gifts and we are all circulating money, we're all supported, you know? Yeah, and money likes to know where it's going to go. And so if you're calling in money in your business, if you're calling in, um, yeah, abundance in the form of money and wealth in your life, with my affirmations or laws of assumption, whatever you would like to call it, I still don't really understand the difference between like affirmation, manifestation, law of assumption. I just have my like proclamations that I make and write on my mirror. It's like I'm telling the world, the universe, God, where the money is going to go. Like I get to be, I am an abundant human. Money flows through me and to my family. I get to buy my brother a house. I get to take my mom on vacations. These these are all things that I'm going to do with the money. I also have, I also have this idea um, that I would like to only buy things from small businesses, only buy things locally. That's my mission with my food as well. Grow my own food, buy local meat. We're already doing that, but I would like to take it to like really the extreme where the money that comes to me is staying within the United States. It's going to small businesses. I'm not going to buy things on Amazon. I'm going to buy things direct from the company, even if it means it takes longer to get to me. Um, be <laughs> really intentional with the way that I buy things. And so maybe I can't do all of that right now, but what I can do is take a step in that direction and get tastes of that life that I so desire by being my mindful and intentional in every transaction that I'm that I'm creating yeah I think that's everything you know I think um when we really get to see it from the perspective of the more that I allow myself to have and I know I think it's you know it's hard talking about the subject out of context without talking about like the whole of the subject and really getting into the the work that's underneath it because I can hear in the back of my mind like oh easy for you to say if you have money you know But the truth of it is, is that we all have access to create value in some way. The thing that holds us back is the belief system that the only way that I can make money is through this one pathway, or I have to work really, really hard for it, or I have to sacrifice myself in some way. And it's these things that are holding us back from coming into that full open flow of what we can be, what we can have, what can move through us. And the coolest thing I think is that when you start to open that up, you start to then actually get to know who you are. Because before then, money is the decision maker for just about everything in your life until you get to this point where you become the decision maker. Mm-hmm. And then you get to decide, well, what would I like to do versus, well, what am I able to do? You know, how would I like my money to go out into the world? What businesses do I want to circulate it through? What causes do I want to help come come into fruition? What things do I want to buy? What do I want to experience? And you start to really get to know yourself because you're no longer working with this limited version of yourself that was just operating inside the what I can do with what I have. And you start to open it up. And the thing about it is, is that there's always another level. You know, there's always another level. So you're someone making $30,000 a year, 100000 feels like a dream. And then you're going to get to 100000 and you're going to be like, what about, what about half a million? And then you're going to get to a half a million. You're like, what if I did a million? And at every level, there are new things that open up 
and there are new limiting belief systems that come to come out to play there's new conditionality that comes and it it again becomes the excuse for the growth it's the healing you know we get so caught up in all this material stuff thinking you know our society has kind of trained us to believe the more you have the more you're worth kind of feel but truly what it's all about is who you become along the way you know so if i set a a, a money goal for i want to make half a million dollars in my business or a million dollars in my business that's going to come with some some conditionality that raises up some belief systems i didn't know i had you know, when you start thinking about these quite large numbers, one of the number one things that I hear that comes up, and, and it's something I work on too, is like, well, who actually needs that much money? And the thing is, is like, it's not about need anymore. It's a totally different ball game. But when you've been in a position of, I, I just need enough to get by, your brain can't even comprehend what's beyond that. And it starts to feel like, um, it's almost a feeling of there is no life after survival because if you've been in survival most of your life your brain goes we don't know what it's like to be in overflow so it must be death you know what I mean <laughs> and so it it really starts to expand you into this new level and I remember hearing a phrase I really really always loved and it was money is only everything when you don't have it as soon as you have money you stop thinking about it and that's when you really start to get to know who you are. And I think that that's beautiful. The first time I heard that was um, Melanie Ann Lair. I think it was her investment, ma- or invested masterclass. Um, it triggered me, man. I was just like, man, you're telling me I don't know myself? Because it's true. It's like, yeah. yeah, the decisions you make now, it's like, well, I'm only going to buy this cacao. I really would actually maybe prefer to try 20 other brands, but this one is in my budget. And so this is the one that I'm drinking now, not necessarily because it's my favorite. I don't even know what my favorite is. I don't even know where I like to travel. I have mm-hmm. no idea what kind of food I like to eat. I've never had a private chef come cook for me. So how would I know? How would I know? Um, and so money is the topic of conversation for people that are living without it, without enough, without what they think is enough. And then once you come into the enough, you have enough money to not be in scarcity, not constantly be scraping by, not just asking, oh, well, I just need enough to pay my bills. You actually stop thinking about money. And so a lot of it's funny because a lot of people will talk about how um, oh, well, people that are rich, all they think about is money. The only thing that matters to them is money. And it's actually money doesn't matter to them at all. They value their time, their life, their experiences. They don't think about money because they literally don't have to. And so mm. they don't. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, of course, that's not to say that there aren't people with tons of money who are still living in scarcity, you know, like afraid. Mm. Um, but I think that, you know, the phrase like small minded people talk about people, open minded people talk about ideas. Do you know that phrase? Um, I've heard it. Yeah, I've heard it in a, in a different way through this pastor that I listen to. And I, I love that. I think it's similar. You know, I think it's it's not necessarily a dollar amount that you have. It is people living in lack focus on not enough and lack, which typically has to do with if I had a million dollars, all my problems would be solved which we know isn't true, right? But people who are living in abundance, again, not a dollar amount, are not thinking about money coming in and solving a problem. You know, they're thinking about, in my opinion, creation, what I'm going to do in this world, my experiences I'm going to have. It has nothing to do with, but how do I make sure I get the next dollar? And I think that's just a difference in the way that you choose to show up in the world, the way that you, where you put your intention and your thoughts, because you can be in a place where you have $10 in your bank account, but you can switch your mentality to, what do I want to create in life? And you will see, do the work, but you will see a shift in the abundance that starts to come into your life when you move your mentality into that frequency. 
Yeah. And abundance is about so much more than money. If you're feeling lack around money, just sit down and take a deep breath of air. I mean, there is, you get to breathe without even thinking about it. I can, I'm looking at the abundant amount of snow outside. It's been snowing so much. I was going to go to the sauna yesterday up in the mountains. Oh, you would love it. There's this sauna and um, it's over a river and I go and I cold plunge in the river, which is who knows? Probably in the teens degrees. Like it's oh my God. frigid and it's moving. It's glacier melt water moving with probably now like 15 feet of snow piled up on either side. Um, man, just the abundant amount of snow, the abundant amount of air, the abundant amount amount of love that you can have for yourself. When, when you really crack your heart open, don't think about the love that other people are giving to you because they're never going to love you more than you love yourself. Even if you have a mother or father that loves you so dearly, even that love will not be as much as you can love yourself. There's abundance everywhere. And so if you're looking to really dial up your like wealth frequency and view that $10 in your bank account as, oh my gosh, I have $10 in my bank account. What am I going to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> Look at all the abundance around you all the time. And, um, you know, if you don't believe that, you can borrow our belief for now. Um, the more the more you think about it and say it, you you will, you will dive deeper into it. That's just how the brain and body works. It wants to grow and move and expand and learn. Mm-hmm. I, you know, one thing that really changed my life is um, the, the realization, like, how many moments of my life I have everything I need, you know? And I, and I think that that, especially when you're entrepreneurism, you're always going to have, or entre- is it entrepreneurism or oh, ship? S- story of my life I think it's I use ship I don't know entrepreneurship whatever I like entrepreneurism that's cool entrepreneurs <laughs> we'll google it after um you're always going to be looking to what's next you know what do I want to create from here what's the next goal what's the next step what's the next entity what's the next business I'm going to do and so there's always going to be some form of what you could easily consider to be lack and you're not in lack but so many of us experience lack inside abundance. And so one of the questions, and, uh, and you mentioned Melanie. I think I think I got this from Melanie. Um, she said, you don't realize how often you are in total support and abundance. You have everything you need. And so the times when I get anxious or I'm like, I don't have that yet. I want to have that yet. What, why is it taking so long? And, you know, the brain likes to do this really fun thing where you make it about you. Like, I'm just not enough or I'm just not good enough for this or whatever. I just stop and I say, do I have everything I need right now in this moment? And every single time it's yes. Every single time it's yes. Because all fear and anxiety is future-based. All of it. Everything that is in the present moment now will bring you back to that calm state. Right now. Do I have everything in the world I need right now? And I'll just kind of run it through my head, you know? Like, yeah, I just I just worked out in my own gym, in my garage, right? I have water right next to me. I have this amazing chair that I just love that I bought. I'm about to go take a shower in our tankless water heater, which God, makes me so happy. But it's these little things, you know, and you don't realize how much you have. I had a really good friend who, um, she was in the original Lightworkers Society. She told me a story about, she was talking with a coworker, and the coworker said something like, it just seems like I just never have enough. And she goes, really? That's so strange. Do you use everything in your house every day? And he was like, oh, no. She's like, oh, well, I guess you do have more than enough then, huh? <laughs> you know? And it's these moments of like just wake, waking it up, just waking up to abundance, waking up to see what's here. Because the truth of the matter is all you need for survival is food, water, shelter. That's all you need. Everything after that is a want. And so when we see it from that perspective, you can know, no matter what, I'm going to be okay. So now from here, what do I want to create? I love the direction of this conversation. (laughs) Just so you guys know, I asked Marley to come on and talk about her journey through entrepreneurship. Mm. Entrepreneurism, entrepreneurship, entrepreneur. 
I actually had to learn how to spell that word for my most recent program oh God, that ev- I launched. Every time I write it, I'm like, did I spell it right? I don't know. E-N-T-R-E-P-R-E-N-E-U-R. I made a little song. <laughs> That's how I remember it. So the flow of this conversation, I love how it's getting into money because you're launching a program right now that will probably already be in session once this podcast launches. And so I'm not sure if that um, is going to be available for purchase after the fact. But um, just so you guys know, the program right now that Marley's in the middle of launching is called Spiritual and Rich. And it's all about, from what I can tell from the trailer I saw and from like kind of being in your world. Really cool trailer, by the way. Thank you. I love where the direction your business is going. Um, <laughs> it's about those those money blocks and portals. Because it's not just a block. It's like, the, it's it's a portal. And sometimes the portal, in my mind, the portal can get a little dusty and clogged. But it's always there. And it's always up to you. Like, that's the cool thing about life is we are the intentional creators. Like, I do believe in, like, divine creation. And I believe that we're the intentional creators of our life. And so we have this really awesome opportunity, if you believe it, to create your existence and create your reality and I've had this conversation with a couple of other other people like it's it's interesting because some people don't believe that they think you know you're born into a certain certain class you have certain things and there's just certain people that don't have the drive and grit and we need to show them show them compassion because they just they just can't get out of their own head and I think that that I think that that's a really rude way to think about other people and I do believe that everybody has the opportunity no matter where they were born to crack their heart wide open and especially with the internet happening and just the fact that like I think we're all children of God like we all have the power of creation inside of us and uh, we're all on this journey to break ourselves wide open and to really experience life and I think I do think it's an even playing field and so if you're wanting to come in to listeners abundance and wealth and have just endless opportunity it really breaks down to like seeing who you are in areas in you where you can grow like it doesn't matter where you've been it doesn't matter who raised you it doesn't matter where you are I mean I you guys can go and if you're listening to this you have a phone so you can go and google the journey of many different billionaires and multimillionaires. they didn't all have it peachy perfect there's a lot of things that they had to do I'm having someone else on the podcast who's He's an incredible human, and his first job is $2 an hour. He now probably makes, I don't even know, he'll tell us, but I wouldn't be surprised if he has 100K days. Like, this dude's an absolute baller. He's in Egypt right now, just hanging out, growing his TikTok for fun. Like, he's got like half a million views on TikTok for fun, no big deal. He doesn't even use it for business. I don't even know what he does. (laughs) Um, I'll tell you, this day and age, you can make money doing anything, really. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So if you're feeling like, like it can't be you, I want you to really think about, I want you to flip that. It can be you. It actually only is you. It only can be you because you are the center of your snow globe. And I have also heard that. So that's kind of like a Marleyism. I've also heard you're the main character in your movie and that's, that's it. You don't get to be the main character in anyone else's movie. So I just said a lot, Marley, if you want to kind of pick and choose out of any of that (laughs) and riff on it. Yeah. So I think, you know, my personal belief system and what I teach is um, nothing has gone wrong ever, you know, and it's not to, my personal belief is that your soul chose the challenges you're born into and the challenges that you have been born into are perfectly placed in order for you to overcome, grow, grow, strengthen, to carry out what your soul contract is for being here. And that's not to say, that's not to diminish what people have been through. That's not to say that there are not incredibly hard things that people go through as humans. But my message is you do, you do yourself and no one else or anyone else any favors by falling victim to it in your mind. And what you have to come into is this full ownership of, okay, this is what my life has been. I see it. It has been hard. There are more things to overcome than maybe Susie Q over here or that or whatever, but it's mine. And I have been perfectly set up on my path 
to carry out my passion, my purpose, what I'm here to do. And I am going to take all of that power back in. I'm going to own it and I'm going to rise up. And I will go and do what I came here to do. And I will not fall victim to what has happened to me. And I will not blame my conditions that I was born into. And I will not blame my parents for for my life and how it is now. I, I refuse to stay stuck where I am. I'm going to choose. And I'm a big believer in turning the thing that you feel held back it held back by into your reason why. Because I think that there's everything in this universe is polar and you can take something like, you know, I have I have a lot of clients that grew up in poverty cultures um, or poverty mentalities, cultures that do not support you going and making millions, especially being a creative or an entrepreneur. And that has to become if it's your passion, it has to become your reason why. Because you, so I have a client who grew up in Mexican culture and her whole family was very proud of her for getting a corporate job making, you know, 70 grand a year, something like that. It was like, that's amazing. She's a creative. She has dreams, like huge dreams to be a a director, a screenwriter. She wants to work in Hollywood and she's good at it. She's good at it. It is her passion, but that's not supported by her culture. And so for a long time, it was this suppression of what her soul felt she's on this planet to do. And that very quickly sets up depression. You know, because you're not allowing yourself to be in that full creative of what you want to be in. And in doing that, it can be your culture, what you grew up in can be the reason that you never do it. Or you can sit there and say, I will be the one who does do it. I will be the one that other girls who grew up in my my culture, other little girls who feel like they're creatives will look at me and say, I can do it because I see her doing it. And I think it just becomes so important to take ownership and hold that responsibility that your your passions and what you feel pulled to and called to is not just some, you know, throw it in the wind dream. Like it's it's actually why you're here. And it is your responsibility to carry it out. And it is your responsibility to come overcome the conditions and the conditionality that you have been taught that this is how life is and this is what's available for you and this is what's not available for you. It's your responsibility to really take ownership of that and look at it and deconstruct it if you need to, but then turn it around and be the representation so that you can lead the way for someone else who's just like you to do it too, you know? Yeah, it's like you don't know it's possible until someone else does it. And I needed to see other people doing it. It's that four-minute mile idea. No one ran a four-minute mile until someone ran a four-minute mile. And then everyone's running a four-minute mile. It's all in your stinking head. (laughs) Everything. Everything. Everything is inside your mind. And that's, that's why we talk about the snow globe in my world so much. Because for me, it is the perfect representation of the understanding of how the universe works. You know, my snow globe is everything in it is me. So everything you see in your world is a reflection of you and your belief system in some way. And that's deep and that's so many different things that we can talk about within that. But if I can see it like that, then that also means I am the center source of energy. So as I shift me, I shift the world that I see. And so I get to decide what it's going to be. I get to decide what I'm going to create. And I always say, like, take it to the extreme. If you don't do it, if you don't do what you want to do, who's going to do it? If you don't create it for your world, who's going to create it? You know, pretend like you are the only person in the world who can do this for your snow globe. And if you don't do it, it's just not going to exist in your world. And the sad thing about it is if you don't follow through on what you are meant to do, you're someone else's puzzle piece. So they're missing their puzzle piece if you don't show up. And I'm, I am reminded of that all the time because I think it is very, it's very easy to get caught in our ego and, you know, think the things of, it doesn't actually matter if I show up or not. It doesn't actually matter if I say these things or not. It doesn't actually matter if I run the business or not. But how many times I have received messages from women who are saying things like, my whole life changed with that one sentence that you said. 
And I'm like, what sentence? You know, I don't know what it is. But that's the thing is that you don't get to know. And that's why you have to follow what you feel pulled to because there's there's not going to be like a checklist out in the world of like, do this so this can happen. Do this so this person will come into their power. Do this so that you have to trust your own intuitive guidance that says it like the feeling for me is like a, I call it the glitter like glittery belly for me that's what it feels like it's like when it you just get like warm and you're like oh my gosh that would just be amazing like that feeling that's the feeling you follow and that raises up that contradictory conditioning that we have had that says you have to struggle and work hard in order to and the truth of the matter is is that struggle and working hard I think there's a difference between working hard at something you hate and working hard at something you love. Two totally different frequencies. I don't mind putting in a lot of work on something I love. But it's a different experience of life when you're doing it in the energy of I have to for my survival versus this is what I want to do and I'm going to work hard and create this. You know, And the thing about survival and the survival frequency is that it only ever gets you to just that, surviving. The The tipping point, the moving into abundance overflow frequency is about creation. What am I here to create? Not what am I here to survive? What am I here to create? <laughs> you know. But sometimes you got to get to the line of survival before you can even get there, right? So if you're, you're struggling to even pay the light bill, you got to get yourself to a point where you're like, no matter what, I'm going to be okay. I'll figure it out. Like you got to bring yourself to that calm state. And then from there, now, where do I want to go from here? Hey there, how are you enjoying the show? I've got a quick message to share with you from our sponsor and then I'll be right back. Are you an entrepreneur that does things differently? <laughs> Just like me. Maybe your business is untraditional or non-conventional. Your work uniquely you. Maybe you even see a little bit of you in me. The way you create and sell is going to look differently within the many seasons of your life as you grow. Developing balanced masculine and feminine energies in your brand allows for inevitable change over the years. The transitions happen flawlessly. Learn the strategy behind Go With The Flow and create the systems that allow you to live your dream life now because success isn't a thing you get. It's a feeling you can have today. Sign up for Build the Biz, my signature business course, teaching you the energetics of entrepreneurship at themadelineshow.com. I think the survival mentality is similar to the abundance mentality in the sense that the person in the survival mentality, which has been me for a very long time, I was really, really good at it. Like I was nailing it. My law of attraction for survival was on point. <laughs> For real. I mean, I always, I never thought about money. I used to, I used to even say money isn't real. I don't need money, but I was going out, going to Burning Man, going to festivals, moved across the country. All the stuff got stolen. Everything in my world got stolen. The 45 minutes after I moved everything across the country, everything still worked out. Like, and I, and I knew that like, oh, everything, everything's going to work out. I always end up being able to pay my bills. Everything works out. I make my credit card minimums, whatever it is. Like I was really good at surviving. And that is actually that universal law there is the same law that's working for abundance. It's just different words and feelings and beliefs and thoughts mm -hmm. that are rolling through the person's body. And you can play around with this. I, this morning, wrote my assumptions on my mirror. Um, I, us I usually write them on a piece of paper and I'll say them in front of my little altar and I'll speak them and feel them. And it's just like, I'm a wildly wealthy woman. Like being wealthy is in my DNA. Like I am an amazing lover, wife and mother. Money flows to and through me effortlessly. Like my messages are heard, repeated, respected and loved. I channel messages to a global audience. I mean, I have a, my whole mirror is full with like nine point font right now. You start playing around with these instead of what's going on in your head right now. Like you'll notice, okay, what's going on in my external reality? What's been going through my head? Oh, they, they actually match up. So start changing what's running through your head and just play around with it like a little game. Um, you'll start seeing, you'll go to yoga and the class will be free. 
you'll go to get your car fixed and you actually have a, a credit there from the person that owned the car before you. Like that happened to me. I have a three-year warranty on a battery I never bought. Now I got a new battery. Yesterday I got a free yoga class. Came home, shucked three dozen oysters, had a oyster dinner and ate some homemade sourdough bread. Like abundance is everywhere. You just got to open your eyes and switch off, switch off the little scarcity switch in your mind. And take a breath of fresh air, a sip of water, open your receiving portal. <laughs> just start lo loving life a little more. Amen. Amen. It's, you know, that's the thing is that because we live in an energetic frequency universe, it's all here all the time. But we have to be on the same frequency. And, you know, it's that's one of those things that the more you hear it, eventually it really clicks in, you know, because I remember hearing energetic frequency, energetic matching, frequency levels, blah, blah, blah. And it was like I understood the concept of it, but then I, I just one day it just clicked and I got it and I just understood that it's almost like if you think about everything in our world, we're going to get like kind of super woo, everything in our world almost being like holographic. And the holograph that you're seeing is the exact match to the energy you're holding in your body, like tuning forks that are vibrating together. So once you start shifting the energy that you're holding in your body, your, your holo holograph is going to change. And it's not like, oh, the tree is going to morph into a flower in front of me. It's just you then begin to see things that were always there, but you couldn't see them before. You know, so it's like... Um, silly things as an example um the other day violet our our eight-year-old she's eight now eight-year-old came in she loves my office everything in my office she always tells me like when you die i want all of this stuff i'm like thanks <laughs> she does but she loves everything and so she's like messing with my stuff going through it and i had some birthday cards totally forgot about it um she opens up the birthday card and stack of of 20s falls out of it 100 bucks it was there the whole time but I didn't know it was there you know and so it's just like little stuff like that will start to pop up and you'll start to be able to see it it's always been there but then you can see it you know so if you're in this lack mentality state then you see what's not there you know the the simplest way that that this was ever explained to me so I I channel a lot through um, my journals and I'm now starting to get to where like I can have conversations back and forth, which is, is really cool. But um, typically it's always been in the journal. And so I asked the question one night, I said, how, how can I understand the difference between abundance and lack? Like the difference between the frequencies. And <laughs> it's so funny when the messages come through because they're, they're so clear and they are never in my words, you know, and that's, that's kind of how I can tell the difference. Uh, but the answer was abundance is what is, lack is what is not. Abundance is what is, right? And so when you focus on what is, not what's missing, not what's not yet, not what is not there, when you focus on what is, you are then shifting into abundance. So if I see my bank account and say it's a, $10 in my bank account and I want it to be a 10,000 lack is I'm seeing the 9,990 not there abundance is you see the $10 there and so then from there it's like you see that as the stepping stone the build the magnet we're going from here versus uh I only have this there's so far to go I'm never gonna get there it's the exact same physical thing in front of you but it's a totally different experience of life. I, I like that. The way for me to remind myself of that um, is with pennies. Um, and so I actually keep a little penny. I found one probably, I find them everywhere. I found one upstairs and I just left it up there right by my bed, he heads up. And I, I got that from like probably Abraham Hicks, either the book or the book Law of Attraction or from a podcast um, or just a, a teaching from Esther and Jerry and Abraham. I talk about them a lot. I feel like every episode I've brought up Abraham Hicks. Um, but yeah, pennies, it, for me, it's like, okay, you see a penny and you can just think, 
oh, it's a penny, it's one cent, it's, um, there's 99 cents missing to make it a dollar. Or you can say, oh my gosh, look at that penny, abundance. And then you can start seeing them everywhere. Like pick, pick something to focus on, something that that is. And I think I love the, that message that you channeled. Like it really, it hit me. And um, it was just a really simple way of explaining a concept that can mm -hmm. shift someone literally out of a depressive mindset into contentment and a space of feeling um, safe and secure and abundant. Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell us where you were three? Or, well, you can say whatever you're just going to say or um, transition into like how you got here and where you were three and a half years ago. <laughs> how long do we have? Um, all right. So here is, I have been in business three years. We are inches away from a half a million dollar cash, half a million dollars cash received in the business. Um, I'm married now. I have two kids now. And we live in a house that I saw the exact vision of and then we moved into it a week later. <laughs> so life is really good better than I ever knew was possible and simultaneously it opens up a whole new level of I want I desire what's possible now you know three and a half years ago I was working in a corporate job and really really the story is even further back than that because once I started in business the the trajectory went straight up you know, but I think the build is the part that people really stumble in because the build is where you're having to really lay your foundation and you're having to choose to move with no evidence. And that's hard. You know, that that's really hard when you have a dream, you have a vision and you're making moves toward it and you have zero evidence it's going to work. You know, once you once you're there, once you have your your first sale in business, once you have that first rush of energy, you start to get that first testimonial and you're just like, oh, this is working, you know, like you, it starts to build really quickly from there because you've got the evidence. But the hardest thing in the world is building when there's nothing and there's no thing in front of you that says, keep going, you have to choose it. And so for me, it was, it really started when I started my very first corporate job, which I, you know, now knowing what I know now, I understood what I did back then. But it was, I had a dream, you know, I wanted to work in fashion, typical girl from the South. I want to move to New York and work in fashion. <laughs> and um, long story short, um, we had a family friend who worked in a huge department store chain that's in the South. And we ended up, I ended up having lunch with him, got connected with some people that he knew, and I started to make my way through that. I started, te I didn't go to school for fashion, so I started teaching myself um, all of the technical terms around like um, garments and the stitches and knits and wovens and like all of these things. And I just started learning on my own. So I didn't know what I was doing then, but at the time, what I was doing was building the energy towards what I wanted to create, and I was doing what I could. I, I couldn't afford to go back to school. I knew what I could do was teach myself. And so even though I wasn't going to become, you know, bachelor level degree in fashion, it wasn't even about that. I was building the energy towards it. I was moving in the way that I knew to do it. So collapsing time around that, I ended up getting a job at the, the corporation of this department store chain changed my life I, I cried I was so happy I cried <laughs> moved within two weeks um that's what landed me in Charlotte and then within a year I was just shocked that my dream job was devastatingly depressing <laughs> just like this is this is this is what you work so hard for like this is the goal. This is what people go after, you know, like, and it was a cool job and it looked really great on paper. But the truth of my life was that I was going to a gray cubicle every day and I was tapping in Excel sheets. You know, sometimes I got to do some cool stuff like go on um, doing the picking out what's going to go into the department stores and doing the buys and all of that. And that was fun. But 
the majority of my life is getting up far earlier than I wanted to get up and going to a gray cubicle and having not much time for anything else in my life. So I got depressed pretty quickly because I had worked so hard to get there. And, you know, it's the thing about like when you're at rock bottom, rock bottom is really, it's almost easier because you, you know which way to go, you know, but you achieve everything that you've ever worked for. You get your dream and then you're disappointed. That's rough, you know? And so from there, it really sent me on this soul-searching path of finding myself all over again, you know, because I had worked so hard to get there. And it was so disappointing that I had to go and figure out what else is there. Because that didn't feel like what my soul would define as freedom, as living, as magic. And that sent me on a very in-depth personal development journey. You know, I had always been into spirituality and energetics. I grew up, my mom is um, an astrologer, so I've always been in like this esoteric world. But for the first time ever, I started really diving into personal development and applying it to my life. And I think that's the big game changer. You can learn and know so much but until you actually apply it in the moment day to day of your living, you're not going to really see a whole lot of difference in your life. So I had learned a lot, but I hadn't actually put it to work, you know? <laughs> and I remember having this click moment. I had been listening to like Tony Robbins every day for like eight months or something like that, like every morning. And I remember thinking like, I don't even know what he's saying half the time, but like I feel better listening to it, you know? <laughs> And I had this moment of, um, I was in the middle of my work day and I forget something happened, but it clicked for me. This is where you apply that concept you learn. So apply it right here and now. And it was just this huge click moment of, oh, oh my gosh, I've been learning so much, but I haven't actually been applying it to my life. And so when I started applying it to my life, things started changing very quickly, you know, and it was, it was subtle at first. It was like, I just felt more confident. Um, I started doing things within the workplace that actually lit me up and made me happy. Like I became the, um, the leader of our like fitness and health club that was there and then started working with human resources to build a gym and just things like that, that really like lit me up and made me happy and, um, got promotions. And then my company got bought out and within a few months came to our department and offered double severance for whoever wanted to voluntarily leave yeah and I was like is this real life (laughs) you know and you know what's so funny about that because here it is served to you on a silver platter by the universe you know you're gonna get paid 10 grand to quit and your brain still goes am I allowed to do this? But am I really going to quit my corporate job? What's going to happen after that, right? You go into complete panic and fear. And I had like a week to make the decision and I, I took four days to say yes because it, the the brain's like, I don't know what's going to happen, right? Because it's complete and total stepping into the unknown. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> and But that's the thing, right? The only place that you're ever going to create anything new is the unknown. So you have to find certainty in yourself. You have to make the leap and trust that you and this co-creative power, whatever it is that you believe in, God, universe, whatever, is going to come, come and support you in that. Like you're going to come together and you're going to find a really beautiful way. So I did that and um, I was like, this is my shot. I'm going to be an entrepreneur, blah, you know, like so excited. But (laughs) the truth is I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) And um, I spent about three months, which was about the amount of money I had to cover bills, trying to figure it out and could not figure it out. And I remember I'd I'd hired my first life coach at the the time and um, I love her. She's been, she's still in my life like seven years now something like that um she said marley go get a job get the money monkey off your back because i was trying to make the business work so i could make money which never works by the way like never works you cannot pressure a seedling to produce you know and um 
she said, it doesn't mean your dream dies. But go, go make some money and continue to work on your dream. And so that's what I did. And I got another corporate job, which was the one thing I said I would never do. But turns out the culture is everything. And I didn't know that culture was different at different companies. So this new company I went to was great. I doubled my salary. I worked half the amount that I used to work because the the company culture at the old company too was very like martyrism. And um, I started doubling down on my own inner work. I started going to seminars. I started getting certifications. I started just really like learning like a freaking sponge, you know, as much as I could because I was just obsessed with this. Like I understood that if I worked on myself, everything else had to raise, you know, I just, I just understood that innately. And it was this very much like, I don't know how, but I know it has to, you know, and it had been thus far in me applying all of this stuff. And so I did that for about a year, was just really, really focused on me while I was um, working in this corporate job. And then I met a friend at this job who introduced me to someone online who was a coach. And I didn't even know that this existed, you know? And so I'm watching this and I'm starting to put together like, wait, people teach online, like teach and coach on and make money out of it? You know, and I'm starting to connect the dots. And I remember her saying to me, though, how are you going to make money at it? Like, how are you going to do this? And I was like, oh, gosh, I have no idea. (laughs) Like, I have no idea. But I knew it, it wasn't time for me to figure that out yet. But what I knew to do was start showing up online. And so that's what I did. And I think, I mean, I'm sure I've told you this story before. Like, I started making videos while driving to work in my grandma's Buick. <laughs> and I just did like five minute, a five minute video a morning. That's it. You know, it was just like in bottleneck traffic. I would just get on, on live video, no plan. And just be like, today's powerful lesson of the day is, and I would just teach universal law, energy, mindset shifts, all of the things that I had been applying to my own life. And what I didn't realize at the time was in doing that, I was building an audience, I was building reputation, I was building my expertise, I was building trust with the people who were watching me. I didn't realize I was doing any of that, you know, and hell, like you go and pay $5,000 for a strategy course to learn that, you know? And I was was just following intuitive guidance. This was the thing I knew to do. It didn't cost me anything to pull out my phone and just say like, here's something I know that might help you in your day. And so I just did that. And as I continued to do that, I started learning more. I hired my first business mentor. I learned how to launch this business thing. And then I I launched my first offer in October of 2018. And two people bought it. And I was like, boom, game over. I'm in business. (laughs) And from there it grew. And it was four months later, I launched Lightworker Society. And that was when I quit my corporate job. And it's been up ever since did you get paid to leave that second corporate job i did didn't you yes exact same this is why i'm telling you like magic and miracles god universe whatever it is that you want to believe in something bigger than us is looking out because it is miraculous i got paid almost the exact same thing in the exact same way to leave that job it was like the universe was just like this is your path here you go. Tried it. Wasn't ready. Okay, cool. Here it is again. (laughs) Go. But this time I knew what I was doing. You know, this time it was like, by the time I, that they, it it was sort of the same thing. It was a, um, they didn't get bought out, but it was a reorg. Totally different, like changing our positions. There was like a whole month where we didn't even have job titles, but we were still getting paid. (laughs) And um, they offered voluntary enhanced severance. And I was like, that that one didn't take four days for me to make that decision. I was like, peace, I'm out, see ya. But I was already making $8,000 a month in my business. And so that was like double what I was making at corporate anyway. So I wasn't afraid to do it. I knew it was going to be good. I knew I was supported in it because this is a big part of that. I would still wake up every almost every night and be like, what am I even doing? <laughs> you know? And I would have to remind myself, Marley, all you're doing is teaching what you know. 
that's all you're doing. You know, I'm not doing anything off the wall. Like, all I'm doing is teaching what I know. And I remember talking with Aislinn, because Aislinn was my coach at the time. And um, I said to her, is this real, Aislinn? Like, is this a real thing that I'm doing? And she's like, oh, it's real, Marley. <laughs> but it was so unbelievable because it was so out of the, the norm of the old paradigm of you have to go to a job to make your money. And here I was making money doing the one thing that I'm completely obsessed with and I'm so in love with and I would do it every day of my life no matter what and I'm getting paid for it. My brain was having a really, really hard time with that. You know, like, is this real? So then I would I would talk myself off the ledge of like, all you're doing is teaching what you know, which is truth. That's all, that's all I'm doing is just teaching what I know. And I have a, um, a very solid foundational belief system that life supports life. So anything that you do that helps to forward the expansion of life is supported. And so everything I was doing was in support of expanding and helping people's lives. So it was like, of course it's going to be supported. Of course I'm going to make money. Of course this is going to work, you know. So it wasn't scary when I left. So how can people find you? There's a lot that you do and you've said a lot that I think is going to want people to hear more. So where can they go to hear more about you? Sure. I am most active on Instagram, which is at Marley Ansel. Um, I am relaunching my podcast very it's ready I need to just do it you know it's like you work on something for such a long time and then you're like oh now it's game time that's um the Lightworker Society it's on iTunes Spotify um there's old episodes on there too so you can go and just binge out um but those are probably the two places I'm on Facebook as well you can find me on Facebook um that's where I teach a lot of my group programs it's more like I I'm on Instagram more and I teach in Facebook more, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I network in Facebook, but I'm on Instagram, and then I've started teaching in Facebook. I love networking on Facebook. I haven't nailed the whole networking on IG thing. I don't really know how you do it. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the platforms have different intentions, I feel, you know, and I really feel Facebook is more about connection, and Instagram is more about, like, learning and entertainment. Yeah. Yep. You know? Yeah, it's a great there good idea for the company to own both (laughs) right smart now if they just will stop doing their updates that glitch out everything (laughs) i've stopped following along with i don't i don't but i've decided that the algorithm works for me truly it does work for you you know like it's you work it it works for you period Uh, i did get on tiktok did you i downloaded it when it when it got big in the middle of covid um, and then I deleted it soon after. All right. So you can find Marley on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, I do, do you, I don't think you have, a, you don't have a website yet. I do. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend going there right now. It, <laughs> it, it, you know, it actually looks pretty good. There, there's just one page, which is probably the most important page. The programs page is not done, but everything else is done on it. You know what? Part of this is part of the journey. I mean, Melanie doesn't have a website and she made over over 20 million dollars last year. I I deleted my website after my last business. I wanted to just start mm-hmm. over. I just have a snip feed. Like how far can I go without a website? How far can I go without sales pages? Yeah. I want to I want to strip this down because people look at successful people and they're like okay what things do they have on the outside okay they have glitter on their instagram photos they have Mm -hmm. a website they have this calendar booking system so that i can book Mm -hmm. something with them without ever meeting them it's like Mm -hmm. i had all those things in my last business and honestly i set up so many automated systems and programs and they didn't bring in sales every sale (laughs) i made was from me talking to a human and signing them up and like typing their credit card information in for them like it was yeah i had a couple people use my links because i gave them the the link not because they found it on the internet and so i think it's really powerful to show like okay marley's hitting half a million dollar cash in her business and moving like i'm sure you have to plan that celebration before it happens because it's going to happen in in a second 
and then yeah. all of a sudden you're going to be at 600,000. Like yeah. <laughs> the trajectory is up. Yeah. And you have a website that you don't love. I think that's amazing. It's beautiful. I just don't I don't promote it. <laughs> well, and you know, I think it, it it has to come down to cuz you're right. You're 100% right and I think it's almost like a rite of passage where you go through this phase where you're looking at what everyone else is doing. And you think that's what I have to do. And then you go and you try and do it all. And then you fail at half of it. And you think that there's something wrong with you. (laughs) Until you get to this point where you're like, I hate sales pages. I'm not doing it. And you realize it was never required. You know, there's so many things that are not required. But at the end of the day, what it comes down to is what feels good to you what feels good because if you hate doing something that is the energy in which you are creating that thing and that does not ripple out good you know (laughs) and so you just gotta you just gotta be at this place of like what do you want to do this website has been under works for a while not because I felt like I had to have it because it was something that I wanted to do and it's not up yet because I have not been in a, a place where I'm like I have to have it. Let me push it out to make sure it's there. You know, it's been over time slowly coming together. I will say I had a website when I first started in business, not because I felt like I had to, but because it, it made me feel official. It made me feel like I have a business. And I think that was the most important thing in the world. And uh, it was very simple. You know, it was just like, welcome, freebie, about me, contact me. Like that was it. That was all that was on there. But I'll say I got a few sales from it because people would like fill out the little thing to contact me and nine times out of 10, they turned into a client, which I I found very interesting. So it's not required, but. Well, this has been so lovely. I Uh, look forward to having you on again in the future. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this has been my, yeah, my my thing in my business that brings me the, the most joy probably is is talking to people and uh, I was just so excited that you wanted to come on the show. Oh, I love it. When you invited me, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, of course. Yeah, your stories are abundant. Talk about abundance. Um, mm-hmm. Seriously, guys, go find Marley on Instagram at the Lightworkers Society at Marley underscore Ansel. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Um, and just watch her stories. It's like TV, but don't view it as Netflix. Like look, like listen to what she has to say, take it in. And then when she gives you an exercise or something to do, do it. Because like Mm. she was saying, you can listen to Tony Robbins all day and it makes you feel really good. And then when you start implementing the things that he's saying, that's when you start seeing shifts. Mm -hmm. It's good to feel that joy in your body for sure. Like take, take the feelings that you're feeling now that maybe aren't so good. Turn those into joy somehow. Whatever, whatever way you do that, there's a, I, there's a lot of different ways to do that. You can think about something that makes you happy. You can hug a pillow. You can go listen to Marley on Instagram and encourage <laughs> and inspire you. Um, feel that joy and then take inspired action. That's mm-hmm. where you see shifts. Mm, mm. Yes. <laughs> and that All will right. feel good. That's what we need to emphasize. It will feel good. <laughs> Feeling is everything. I mean, even with these laws of assumption that I'm working with and affirmations that we talk about saying things that are in the present tense that may not be reflecting your current reality maybe they reflect where you want to be but you're saying them as if they are here that that can bring you joy and if it doesn't bring you joy just keep saying it until it does it'll start bringing you joy and then you'll start seeing the shifts but yes we must create out of this space of I'm tapping my heart here because like we must create out of this space of love and joy and that 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 is the feeling that will make you live a life that you are are happy with I mean when you when you want something you want it because you want to be happy like you can keep saying why 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 it all boils down to contentment fulfillment and happiness Mm -hmm. and you can achieve that right now without all the things you think you want and then once you have that feeling in the now then you can get those things because if you don't feel that now you are not going to feel it when you get those things because as Marley talked about you get to a new goal that you're going to want something else like Marley's almost at 500,000, she's already looking towards a million and she's content at 499,000 or whatever she's at. Like, (laughs) and so she's going to feel content and fulfilled when she hits her next goal. And maybe it's going to be a little rough sometimes going through those Ascension portals. However, she has everything she needs. 
She reminds herself of that when she doesn't feel that way and is always able to bring herself back to contentment and fulfillment. That is up to you. The thing you want is not going to bring you there. And so if you don't feel happy now, I'm just telling you right now, you're not going to feel happy in the future. You have to be happy and content now. Like that must be that must be your ultimate goal is to just love the moment. Amen. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Marley, thank you for coming on the show. Hey, loyal listener, please rate and review this podcast. Your feedback is needed and you matter. It would be an honor if you shared this with a friend. Send this episode to whoever pops into your mind first. It's like a little exercise on intuition and trust that that insight is the hand of God working through you to make someone else's life better today. Visit themadelineshow.com to stay up to date on my free trainings and different offerings, including self-paced online programs that activate your mind and enhance your life. Who knows, maybe you'll find something today that completely changes your tomorrow.